This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we get started, I'm just ceding the floor to Harry Douglas because, believe me, He's got a lot to say to a certain two people who shall remain nameless. Shannon Penn and Devin King, part of the producer tandem on this show. They are noted Giants fans. Harry Douglas is not a Cowboys fan, but he's definitely a poor winner when it comes to when he's right and everybody else is wrong. So, Harry Douglas, I'm moving out of the way. Devin Kane and Shannon Penn, take cover. Call the authorities. You're about to need help. Now, there's one more that we heard in that clip beginning the show. His name is Nick Cardi. He's also a part of Fitz and Harry on certain days, and he was the main one choosing the the Giants to win that game last night versus the Dallas Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, let me say this. What an auto embarrassment. (laughs) You talk about an embarrassment. I know y'all have all heard of the movie The Bad News Bears, and I thought the Bears played terrible yesterday. My God, did y'all see the Giants last night in primetime football on on primetime? The Giants last night, and, 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 I, and I went on Get Up last week and also said on this show, I hope Daniel Jones could be Danny Dimes and not the Big Apple turnover. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Wait a minute. Now, Devin Kane. Let me get to my buddy Devin Kane. Listen, I love DK. That's my boy. We'll see. You know, started with me on Fitz and Harry. Now he's here on Freddie and, and Harry. It just That's my boy. I FaceTimed him sure at 8.35 p.m. last night. Yeah, what happened? When, when was the FaceTime, Harry? Right after the block <laughs> yes. goal. I tried to FaceTime you because I wanted to ask you about some content for the show oh, today okay. to see how we were going to put things in certain spots, yep. and you didn't answer. And I was just wondering, <laughs> why, did, why didn't you answer for me? I mean, it's, it's weird. Whenever you FaceTime me, it's always... The timing on it's crazy. It's always on a bad play for the Giants. So this just needs to be, you know, I I don't know. Here, you tell me. Was it just you really want to know about the show, the map in the show for today? Hell no. I wanted to talk to you about what happened. My wife Denise was thoroughly entertained with the whole text chain when we were driving back last night, listening to give him the radio, and just she said, "I'm more entertained by this than what I'm hearing on the radio right now with the Giants and the Cowboys getting destroyed." And, and poor Shannon Penn, I, I feel awful for you, Shannon. All right, so I'll take you guys a little behind the scenes here. What happened in the Penn household yesterday? Oh boy! So my, my my son and I, Giants fans, were watching it. Right, my wife, what she did was she, she went in the other room, but she pulled the game up on the app, so she was able to get the game like ten seconds before we did. Oh no! So every big play, i.e., the blocked field goal attempt, <laughs> i.e., the pick six, she got ten seconds before us. <laughs> so she was purposely reacting. Was like, oh my gosh! I was like, what? What? She said, N- n- nothing, nothing. And then we would see it. She was trolling us during the game and then had the nerve to get mad at me because I got mad because she was trolling me during the game. <laughs> but but everything started 
so well for the Giants. Going down the football field, Absolutely. moving the ball on that yeah. Dallas Cowboys defense, was rushing it effectively on the first drive. Uh-huh. But then you have this thing that coaches talk about all the time, the self-inflicted wounds. You had a false start penalty from Andrew Thomas, who's supposed to be one of their key players. And then not only that, the center decides that he wants to snap the ball incorrectly. But next thing you know, it's a catastrophe. But then it's still okay because they're going to get three points out of this drive. At least they thought they were going to get three points out of that drive. (laughs) Then you have the blocked field goal. For a touchdown. You talk about a series of events. You talk about the snowball effect. My God. What Mad Dog say? My God. Uh My God. (laughs) That's pretty good. Terrible. (laughs) That's pretty good, by the way. Believe me. Go ahead, Devin. I just want to point out that That, that. when we did the week the pick'ems for ESPN Radio, I was the swing vote. Yes, you and were. We went three and zero. Yes, we. That's right. You, Which you, vote was you? Yeah, he was the Cowboys what? vote. He said the Cowboys were not going to lose to the New York Giants Pause. on Sunday. So <laughs> he didn't want to, but he knew he he let his head overrule his heart because that's what smart people do. We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Did they make any statement last night? Thanks to the inept Giants, that comes your way in about ten minutes. But first, the main thing, 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 the main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. But when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, they were able to be out there kind of, as we like to say in this show, that Harry created. The standard is the standard when it comes to the New York Giants. The standard is the standard with the Dallas Cowboys. They didn't need Dak Prescott to do a whole bunch of things. They didn't need him to get in the way or get out of the way. Because that defense, they got after that behind when it comes to the New York Giants. And even after that first drive, it looked like an episode of Little Giants the movie. Seriously. They need somebody yep. like Don't be talking about my mama. They need somebody like that to really no, get no, no. them motivated. What, what's the other one? <laughs> help me, God. Exactly. Well, Daniel Jones was saying, help me, God. And meanwhile, St. Quiet Barnes going, don't be talking about my mama. You know, that was all going on with the Little Giants. That's how we get the big, bad Cowboys. And you never want to go overboard week one. We knew the defense was going to be terrific by the Dallas Cowboys. They're not going to play the Giants offense every week. We know that. But if they can play anywhere near that, all of a sudden, maybe you can't talk about them being the third best team in the NFC. You may not talk about them being the top team in the NFC because I think offensively, I like the play call from Mike McCarthy. I like what he's able to do. They didn't hit on some plays. That's something that's fixable more than anything else. Yeah, Fred, I would say this. Dan Quinn, man, has done an unbelievable job. He came to this team three years ago, and that defense used to get laughed at. And how quickly things could turn around. So there is still hope, Giants fans, when you look at your offense from last night and also your defense, per se, I should say. Uh But Dan Quinn has done a phenomenal job. And I think one of the best things he did was learn from some of his mistakes that he had as a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. And being able to see how relatable, and he's always been relatable to his players. That's why those guys love playing for him. But – Understanding when you draft a Michael Parsons, right, and understanding that, you know what, this guy just isn't a linebacker. This is a phenomenal player, elite player. I can move him around in a lot of different spots to create create mismatches. The way he has his team ball hawking, not just being satisfied with tackling an offensive player, but – viciously and violently moving to the, back, the, to the football and trying to get it out. You see the turnovers the last two years and then the way they started off the 2023 season. It's just a thing of beauty. When you're able to sack your opponent seven times, have 12 QB hits, and 10 tackles yeah, for loss, absolutely, you're doing something. But the addition of Stephon Gilmore – 
Let me tell you why that's so pivotal for, for this, for this uh, Cowboys team. Well, last year, when teams didn't want to throw at Stephon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, excuse me, now you can go opposite and pick on whoever they have at the cornerback position. Well, now you have a guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer, a guy that was a defensive player of the year in the National Football League, and you don't have that luxury. There were times mm-hmm. last night where you've seen Stephon Gilmore, Garden, Darren Waller. I seen him do that when he was in Carolina, and they were playing Atlanta Falcons and Kyle Pitts and get an interception and basically shut Kyle down from that perspective. So there's a lot of versatility on this defense. You look at the three safeties. I just love everything about this Dallas Cowboys defense, and Mike McCarthy understands that, you know what, our offense can't lose things for us because our defense is that great. So Mm -hmm. I did love the way he called the game last night. It was a third and long situation, and his play calling was, you know, let's just get away and punt the football. And I'm okay with that exactly because you know what you got on the opposite side of the ball, and you don't want to cancel that out with bad plays offensively. If anything, the way the Cowboys defense played last night, if they play that way the rest of the season, that puts even more pressure on Mike McCarthy because you're Jerry Jones. If Mm -hmm. McCarthy's not able to get this done, you're not going to let Dan Quinn get away. You're not going to let somebody else hire him because we've seen how that defense has rallied under his stewardship ever since he got there becoming the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't want to say that he's a coach in waiting. I've always hated that term because you're waiting for somebody else to either fail or retire, get over whatever that is. But the Dallas Cowboys have a coach in waiting. That if Mike McCarthy, because Mike McCarthy said, if I'm going down, I'm going down my way. I'm not letting Kellen Moore call the plays. On my own terms. I'm going to do it. I'm dying with my boots on and not with my boots off. That's basically what he said by moving on from Kellen Moore and taking control of calling the plays for the offense. But if things don't work out, Jerry Jones doesn't have to look for somebody else because Sean Payne's not walking through that door. He's got six years and $25 million per year to be part of the Denver Broncos. He's not worried about Lincoln Riley even USC. He had to take a pay cut to go to the Cowboys and leave USC football. He's got a dude right there as his defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. Getting that defense like that, you know he can do the same thing for the whole football team if they continue to play anywhere near what we saw against the inept New York Giants last night at MetLife Stadium. And, Freddie, I want to thank Shannon Penn. I want to thank Devin Kane. Oh, I want to thank Nick Carty. I also want to thank the Giants organization because <laughs> y'all allowed me to get extra sleep last night. You know, at a certain point, I said, wow. ain't no way in the hell I'm staying wow. up and watching this embarrassment Jeez. to the National Football League on national TV, and I'm going to get me some extra sleep. And I trust me, I needed it. Because, guys, I don't sleep much because I'm watching film all times at night. But I was able to get some extra sleep, Devin and Shannon and the Giants organization and Nick Cardi. So I really appreciate you guys because that means a lot. Now y'all get the best version of me today. The you, best version. You don't care how low you sound, do you? No. Not no, at all. No. Oh, no. Yeah, poor Shannon Penn was in tears coming into work today. Oh, man. It was tough. I thought about wearing all black today, but it was too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you could always go ahead and be a part of the program. Talk that talk at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us as always on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, we go back to the inept New York Giants. They left Brian Dayball, the Giants head coach, feeling like halftime at the Bourbon Bowl of the Water Boy with Coach Clyde. Anybody got an idea? Anybody? You know, there are a few things you can build on, but when you when you get beat like the way we got beat, you know, no excuses. I'd say, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, um, a lot of corrections that need to be made, and that's what we'll, we'll do today. I think seven times the ball was either in their hands or on the ground, which you start with, with ball security. Um, we didn't do a, a good enough job with that, and 
there's some things, you know, third down and red zone, situational football that, you know, we didn't do a good enough job of. Yeah, and I would say this, when you talk about ball security, and I remember when I was with the Falcons late in my career and also the Tennessee Titans, all every ball carrier, every person that could potentially be a ball carrier, when we were going through the stretch lines, there were like it was like a 15, 20-minute period where we just carried the football around okay. and worked on, you know, protecting the football because that is valuable. Before every drill we did uh, – Receiver-wise, we would get on this little rope where you had that was connected to a football, and right. it was like uh, cemented in the ground, right? And work on you know ball security ball because management. it is valuable. When you can't protect the football, then you're allowing your opponent to have more and more opportunities. Now, I said the word protect the football. Also, the Giants better work on their protection <laughs> with it comes to their offensive line. And Evan Neal, I understand he's in his second year, but that young man is going to have to come around quicker. Like, the Giants don't have time for you to be figuring it out. This, this is year two. They took you in the first round for a reason because they thought that you were the guy that can, you know, help secure that offensive line. Mm-hmm. You haven't been doing a good job. Didn't do a good job last year. Game one, and I understand the Cowboys' defense is elite, but if you're drafted in the first round the way, the way you were, then you should be reaching elite status at some point as well. So they're going to have yeah. to figure some things out. This is all incumbent of the New York Giants letting everybody know before the season that they're going to give Daniel Jones every opportunity to be an elite quarterback. That's why they franchise tax Saquon Barkley and made him wait for his money. That's why they gave Daniel Jones in the next couple of years $82 million in guaranteed money. They drafted Jalen Hyde in the third round, who surprisingly had a drop last night. Didn't see that coming. They, they had Darren Waller in free agency from the Las Vegas Raiders. They put everything on the onus when it comes to Daniel Jones because they know 3,200 yards and 15 touchdown passes is not going to be enough to get to where they know they have to go not just in their division, but in the NFC. They let everybody know that we believe in Saquon Barkley, but we need Daniel Jones to be close to being an elite quarterback or be better than he was last year, which was his best season in the National Football League. We believe in him enough that we're going to go out there and get him weapons. That includes the offensive line. It's kind of hard for your quarterback to have any kind of success throwing the football if your offensive line looks like that against the Dallas Cowboys. And if Andrew Thomas, who suffered a hamstring injury, we don't know the severity of that, if he's compromised for any length of time, their best offensive lineman, he couldn't do anything last night before he got injured. Without him in that lineup, Harry Douglas, Brian Day would be calling you to play left tackle because you would be better left tackle on the offensive line than what we saw last night when the Cowboys made them look like chumps all night long for 60 minutes. I'm going to tell you exactly how it's going to go. Can everybody bow your heads, please? Mm-hmm. Lord, please allow us to protect our quarterback because we invested all our money in him. Lord, please be with us. I don't know how it's going to happen because, see, they play Arizona next week. And we and saw them get after the quarterback against Washington. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But I'm, that's not the one I'm worried about. I'm worried about when San Francisco. Oh, boy is playing the Giants on Thursday. Another primetime game, Freddie. Short week two. Oh, another primetime game. And we seen what the 49ers did to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you imagine what that defensive line is going to do to the Giants' offensive line? So they better figure some things out quick. And, you know, if you're an offensive mind, you probably say, oh, Daniel Jones, get the ball out quick. Well, hell, he tried. How can you do that? He tried versus the Dallas Cowboys. But then, Freddie, a lot of people say, well, why won't they max protect? Let me tell you why it's hard to max protect against a team like the Dallas Cowboys. Well, when you have two number one corners, like they do in Trayvon Diggs and also Stephon Gilmore, 
you're only going to send two people out in routes. So right. you're going to take your chances with a former defensive player of the year. You're going to take your chances with the other corner who is a ball hawk. I don't think so. The, the, the New York Giants don't have wide receivers like that. To say we're going to max protect and send two people out versus two phenomenal corners corners for the Dallas Cowboys. They told don't you work like yeah, that. They, to back up your point, they told you everything how much disrespect they have for the Giants wide receivers. And they put Stephon Gilmore and Darren Waller. They said, you know what? Mm-mm. Y'all, don't, y'all don't have anybody we need to be worried about? <laughs> y'all got nobody over there? Y'all ain't got booby miles on Friday Night Lights? We ain't worried about anybody over there. When they took Stephon Gilmore and put him on the tight end, that was that. As far as the Giants were concerned, it even was a that was that long before that. But I thought Chris Canty, co-host of Unsportsmanlike with him, Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. He said, even with last night, he said, even if Daniel Jones looked good, the Giants are maybe thinking about his future when it comes to. If it gets to that point where this is that bad, I just don't know how much confidence we would have with the Giants continuing to move forward with Daniel Jones as their quarterback long-term. We know that he's got the next two years in the bag because of the way the contract is structured. But maybe, just maybe, it's not too early for the Giants to start thinking about life after Daniel Jones if they're forced to go into tank mode by the time we get to the deadline. Hmm. When I heard that, I said, well, they did give him two years. $82 $82 million in guaranteed money. Including this year, right? Including this year. So this yep. year and next year. They are saying this is $82 million worth of a proven resume when it comes to Daniel Jones. And if he's not where they believe he should be, they just cut bait and move on. Well, the thing that worries me, though, and, and this is one of the things I've been trying to touch on like all summer, yeah. like their schedule isn't the easiest, right? No. They got Arizona next. They have the 49ers. Then they have Seattle. Well, we thought that was going to be a tough one. Maybe the Seattle team that we thought was going to come in in 2023 by the time they play the Giants shows up. We just seen what the Miami Dolphins did offensively yesterday in Tua Tungvaloa and Tyreek Hill. And then once they start getting more comfortable in Vic Fangio's defensive system, right. we seen how they were able to seal the game and sacking the quarterback in Justin Herbert. And then you look at the Buffalo Bills. We don't expect them to be a slouch. You look at the Washington Commanders. I understand a lot of people, you're talking about Sam Howe? No, I'm talking about that defensive Defense. line yeah. that the Washington Commanders have. And then they play the Jets after that. Yeah. And, and we know Pages how that defense, defense too. oh my goodness. Things can, things can get really, really ugly for the Giants. But if you're in a situation, and, De- and Devin, I want to ask you this too. If, you're, if the Giants are in a situation where they're picking right. in the top five uh-huh. next year in the 2024 NFL draft, yeah, hey Devin, would you, would you yeah. be excited if they took a quarterback? Yeah, Devin, I want to know, would you, are you planning on Giants taking a quarterback if it continues like this? I, I was just telling Shannon, yeah. it's one game. Like, we got to – I know I, I understand the question, but, like, uh-huh. I think we got to slow roll a little bit on that. They just paid the man. So, no. I don't, remember, it's a two-year It's a two-year lease. With an option to buy, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen if if they're if they're the number one pick, then yeah, go get Caleb Williams. But if you if you lose out on Caleb Williams or Drake May, then no. Okay, we'll see. Either way, I think Danny Jones is more noticed as well as that offensive line when it comes to the New York Giants. Ruben in Milwaukee at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Rock and Ruben, what you got on Freddie and Harry, my friend? Ooh, what it do, fellas? <laughs> Here he go. What's up, Ruben? This has got Cowboys written all over it. <laughs> okay, Here we okay. go. I- I think my boys put the whole NFL on notice. Now, first things first, I'm not going to say we're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say we're going to go to the Super Bowl. But what we did yesterday was go up against a decent team that made the playoffs last year, even though they 
they they they beat Minnesota, but then again, who are the Vikings? But nevertheless, nevertheless, <laughs> I think our boys are back. That D did a pretty great job yesterday. Uh, the offense didn't have to do too much because uh, they didn't play a good defense. But nevertheless, they put the whole NFL, let alone the NFC, on notice. Now let me let me say this, like uh-huh. because I think the entire NFL. They've been on notice when it when it has come to the Dallas Cowboys. Right, right. they've won twenty four games the last couple of years in the regular season. Yeah, that was tied for third and sacking the quarterback last year with the New England Patriots. They were tied. We're talking about a team that forced turnovers better than anyone in the National Football League as a defense. So, I don't know if they put the world on notice last night. For me personally, they just confirmed what I always thought about that defense is, and that's it's elite. It's it's an elite company. That that's that that was my take on the on the Dallas Cowboys defense before this season even started. Can you can you hit the most Cowboys take of all time from our friend Ruben? Okay, I, we put the whole NFL on notice. But listen, I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl, even make the Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on, that is the script for the Cowboys the the, whole, the last ten years. This is what happens when you're a Cowboys and Jets fan like I am. When you have that kind of PTSD, when something good happens, <laughs> there's always a yeah, but. I've gone through this with both of my teams, with the Cowboys and Jets. I'll explain that story later on in the I'm show. To say what? Yeah, I'll both explain. Of your teams. You know, in 45 minutes, I'll explain exactly my fandom involving both the Cowboys and Jets. But when you have PTSD, like Ruben in Milwaukee and Freddie at ESPN Radio, there's always a yeah, but you want things to be better. You hope things will be better. But you know, at a certain point, it may not happen that way. Based on previous Oh, events. you know what? I know what the Giants are singing. I was born by the river. Oh. Are you singing Sam Cooke? Chains gonna come. <laughs> wow. You and Chris Candy want Daniel Jones out of there already <laughs> after his two years are over. Keep weighing in anytime you want to. Triple eight, say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Don't forget us on X at HDouglas83 and at Coleman ESPN. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. We'll get to the standouts. And the stand downs, just Giants fans, from NFL Sunday Week 1, thanks to an FOS friend of the show. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
Freddie and Harry podcast. The Dallas Cowboys come into MetLife Stadium and beat the Giants 40 to nothing. Look, those guys are competitors. Obviously, the result didn't show tonight, but that's not us just to insinuate that. You know, someone's not giving effort. Everybody gives balls out effort. If you're not ready for more NFL Monday night, that's a you problem. Not a Freddie and Harry problem on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get you ready for Monday night, but also look back on Sunday in the National Football League. Our man Jeremy Fowler, nobody does it better than him. As an ESPN senior NFL reporter, hit him on the X at J Fowler ESPN. Before we get to Monday night, Jeremy, let's go back to yesterday. What about last night with the Cowboys? Was it so much about how great the Cowboys could be or how bad the Giants could possibly be. Yeah, Freddie, great to be with you. It, it was a combination of both. I, I don't think that's reflective of who the Giants are going to be every week, but it shows that they have that capability of being that bad, which is concerning, uh, especially when they made the playoffs last year, won a playoff game, and really got better on paper from a roster standpoint. So Giants, Minnesota Vikings, those are a few teams where you're wondering, okay, are they going to fall back a little bit because they had such a banner year? with the first year under the new head coach and the excitement would that wear off. But nobody expected that. I, I do think the Giants will get better. Uh, the Cowboys, I mean, they're my pick out of the NFC. Like, I, I just think with their defense, we saw it last night, they got 20 dudes that they can throw out there and are productive. And then you have Micah Parsons and just the rest of the D-line. Like, they just had no answer up front. So Jeff- the offense, the Dak Prescott is just even, you know, like it doesn't even have to be a lead necessarily. It just has to be like top 10, like pretty good. The defense can do the rest. Jeremy, when you looked at the Giants last night and you've seen their offensive line, did Evan Neal, you know, make you raise your eyebrows? This is a former first-round draft pick, struggled a little bit in his rookie season. This is game one of year two. Do, did, did something catch you off guard when it came to him and the way he played last night? A little bit. I try not to read too much into one game, but I, yeah, it's, you want to see a little bit more, especially coming off of last year. Now, he got – from, from all that I heard, he got in great shape. Like, I saw him uh, at the Giants-Lions joint practices, and he looks like the guy coming off the bus that you're scared of now. Like He's 6'7", <laughs> he's cut up, he's big. Like He looks like he's going to be a player. So I, I don't know what the disconnect might be, but to be fair, that, as you know, Harry, that whole line uh, was atrocious last night. So there's really nobody that was, um, you know, that was immune to any sort of criticism. Nobody's going to be immune to any kind of criticism, especially when the NFL week by week, you could be up, you could be down, and everybody's going to have something to say about it. When it comes to yesterday's games, what was the one thing, whether it's a team, player, game, whatever that was, that surprised you the most, Jeremy? Probably the Bengals. A couple of the teams coming out so flat offensively, the Bengals being one. Um, you know, I thought the Eagles to an extent, even though they won and put up enough points, but and they had some three and outs that looked uncharacteristic. That's usually a team that, that runs the ball so well and controls the pace of the game that they can get first downs. And it seemed like that was a strain. So maybe that's just the first game a new offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, is going to take some time. But no offense of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and those guys, do you expect to, to be that flat? You know, 82 yards of passing offense or whatever it was, despite so many attempts. You know, the rain was a factor, it looked like. Uh, that was a factor for the Giants, too. Like, some teams just come out flat in the first game in the rain. It does happen. Uh, I, I don't think uh, anybody expects Joe Burrow to be down like that for a few more weeks. So they, they should fix that. But it was surprising. 
Let's get into this Monday night showdown. The last time we seen Nathaniel Hackett and also Aaron Rodgers together, they were winning MVPs in Green Bay. Now, should we be expecting this duo, duo to pick up right where they left off? Um, or do, do you expect to see some growing pains tonight against the uh, Bills defense? Yeah, Harry, probably somewhere in the middle. I just I have a hard time believing that Aaron Rodgers is going to come out putting up back-to-back MVP seasons again. Uh, I still think he's a top-five quarterback or in that range. Uh, still elite, slightly declined, but at least when I talk to personnel people around the league, that's sort of their assessment of, of where he's at. Still really, really good, can make you know wild throws. And, uh, but just is the mobility still there the way it was a couple years ago? Like Some of those things need to be answered, and if, if it's not as good, that's okay, because that's still light years better than what the Jets have had. So, yeah, I talked to Robert Sala uh, a couple days ago at the Jets headquarters, and I asked him about his dynamic with Rodgers and how much he's going to kind of uh, let him, you know, run the show a little bit when he's on offense and not try to restrain him or run the clock out. He said, look, you know, if we have one of the best quarterbacks of all time, you want the ball in his hands as much as possible. So I'm going to let him go, you know, as long as we're on the same page with some of the, the game clock management considerations, things like that, we're good to go. Jimmy. So they feel like they're in a good place with it, and, and he, he's going to be really good for that. I don't think there's any doubt, especially with, how he's ingratiated himself in the locker room. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter. Hit him on the X at Jay Fowler ESPN with Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Staying right there. I'm a big believer in body language and how somebody looks. When you were talking to Robert Sala about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, what, does, what did his demeanor feel like? What did it look like to you when you were sitting there as they get ready to play the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football tonight, Jeremy? Yeah, it was honestly a pretty good, relaxed locker room it was a good atmosphere rogers was not in it for most of the open media period that i was there but he came in and did his interview uh, or did his uh, media scrum with everybody there and it was you know 50 people deep probably and uh you know he looked at ease he, he answered any question with you know just sort of a uh, casual yet uh, pointed and focused demeanor um you know he's trying to speak winning into existence for a franchise that just hasn't known how to do that. So he's clearly trying to manifest the winning and, hey, we're going we're gonna to win a Super Bowl, and he's talking about it and he's not shying away from it. You know, and that does permeate with guys. Um, there's a good feeling of the offensive line because Dwayne Brown's back, you know, and he's, they really have all five starters now. It was kind of an issue in the preseason, but, you know, he's back. He's feeling good. He's healthy. He wasn't healthy last year, and he can help some of those young guys along. They feel like they're in a good place with their offensive line, and, you know, they expect to protect him well tonight. Yeah, great stuff by man Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter. Hit him on social media, Jay Fowler, ESPN. Always bringing the knowledge and also bringing the strength like about he does with the NFL on Freddie and Harry. Enjoy the game tonight, Jeremy. Thanks so much, and you take care, my man. Hey, thanks, Freddie. You too. Thanks, Harry. Have That's a good nice. time. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Vaughn in Ohio at 888-729-3776. He's got something to say about NFL week one when it comes to Sunday. Vaughn, what you got, my friend? Hey, man, I'd like, uh, like to thank you guys for taking my call. I'm going to do my take real quick. Okay. What I took away from this weekend was defense, defense, defense. You can have a great defense, and you make a super outstanding quarterback look average. Look at, what, look at Thursday night. Look at what happened at uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Made him look no regular, normal quarterback. Defense. And that's in, Pix- that, and that's in uh, Detroit. San Fran did cool. the same thing to Pittsburgh. And the Cleveland Browns did the same thing to Cincinnati. So you got all these high-powered quarterbacks, but I'm telling you, defenses win championships, 
and they're going to make the difference this year in the NFL. They always do. And by the way, Von Ohio, thank you for the phone call. You're exactly right, but remember this. It's week one. You get enough film on somebody, and Harry, you know this playing in the NFL like you did. You can try to pick and prod when it comes to finding those kind of weaknesses. Nothing beats offenses like pressure. You get consistent pressure, there isn't anything you can do, and everybody in the NFL knows that. Yeah, I will say this. You also, if you have an opportunity to have an elite quarterback, you want them. Because at the end of the day, if it's one thing that can really beat elite defenses, it's a quarterback that knows what he's doing behind center and has that experience as well. Yeah, and that's because you got a Tyreek Hill on the outside like Miami does. Then you just throw the ball up there, let the cheater run underneath it, and that solves a lot of problems when it comes to the offense. Beep, beep. Yeah, yeah, more like gone, gone when it comes to Tyreek Hill leaving everybody in the dust. Keep weighing in on the NFL. Your calls at 888-729-3776. Or you can be heard on Freddie and Harry. And I'll explain to Harry plus our staff, my combined fandom when it comes to the Jets and the Cowboys. What? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. They're all talking about how we got to go through this team and this division and this conference and that quarterback. Well, they got to deal with us too. They're a pretty good group. They've game planned pretty well for us the last couple times we've played them. You know, we're going to have our hands full come Monday night. 15 minutes away on Freddie and Harry when it comes to the scariest player in the NFL does not play for the Kansas City Chiefs and is not named Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. That comes your way in about 15 minutes on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80, don't forget about us on TuneIn. And tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So Harry wants to know, Devin wants to know, Shannon wants to know, and Himzo Washington himself, Samuel Pierce, wants to know. They want to know how can I be a combined New York Jets and Dallas Cowboys fan. By the way, the Jets and Cowboys play each other. Exactly. The Jets and Cowboys play each other this Sunday. It's always agony anytime those two teams get together. But Harry looked at me and said, dude, you can't have two teams. Samuel and Devin tried to laugh me out of the room. Shannon said, Fred, I've known you for years. I've known about this for more than a minute. So here's the explanation. This way, I'm sure you guys will ask me about it again. 
Became a Jets fan first growing up in New York. Joe Namath is one of my favorite football players of all time. I remember getting a whole football uniform as a Christmas holiday gift when I was six years of age, having a helmet to show them a patch and everything like that. So the Jets <laughs> were my first team. Never liked the Giants, never wanted to. But I became also a Cowboys fan because Dwayne Thomas played for the Cowboys. My middle name is Dwayne. Normally the middle name, normally Dwayne is spelled D-W-A-Y-N-E, D-W. It's always a D-W. His name is spelled exactly the way that my name is, D-U-A-N-E. And my mom said, hey, someone has your name playing in the NFL. And I thought that was pretty cool to have somebody with my name doing that. So I can never separate the two. That's my explanation and why I'm a Jets and Cowboys fan. Don't ask me to choose between one or the other. It's not going to happen. That's just the way it's going to be. It's the way it is. And that is that. I have a confession. Okay. This ought to be good. I have two teams as well. What? 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 I know the Falcons are one, right? And the Titans. I mean, I put, those are the only two organizations yeah, I play for. But that makes sense, though. My reasoning, the people that they, they say that doesn't make any sense. Pick, pick one. You don't have to pick one. You play for both of those teams. Oh, okay, that's okay. different. And, and you know this casa I'm living in. They're the reason why I'm living in it. Exactly. Too. <laughs> I, put, I put more money into the Jets and Cowboys' pockets than they put into my pocket. <laughs> At least your teams have helped you financially and everything like that. So. Really, that's what we're doing? Really? So he's got some, some then I gotta really? tell it all. Speaking of Atlanta, Usher from Atlanta. <laughs> Speaking of that. By the way, if y'all have not been to Usher's uh, show in Las Vegas, make oh, sure yeah. you get out there. The residency? Oh, my Is goodness. That good? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. I have to keep that in mind. I'm going to Vegas next year. Unbelievable. Taking the misses. By the way, Richard White says at social media, Coleman ESPN, lots of people can tell a story like this. You still have to choose. Rich, you ain't my daddy. I don't have to choose Oh! Nothing. I don't have to choose nothing. You ain't my daddy. <laughs> Freddie said, put him up. Put him up. Exactly. You ain't my daddy. I say that with love and care and affection, <laughs> Richard. Believe me, Richard, people told me I have to choose. I just refuse to now. I've, I've gone too long with two of these teams. I can't choose. I'm not going to. But I'm glad you don't have to. You have two teams. You play for the NFL. See, but see, the thing is, is that my two teams play against each other this year. And I'm actually going to that game. Yeah. And that game is, uh, it's alumni weekend for the Titans. Really? And you know my relationship with Arthur Smith. I'm uh-huh. really close with him. I'm really, really close with the owner wow. and the GM for the Titans. So I'm not rooting for anybody that yeah. week. Yeah. I just yeah. want to see a good game. And I want all those players to come out healthy. That's all I want. Is that a, is that a split jersey situation here? You're going to have the split jersey? No, I don't, no, there you go. Just taking it too far. Really now, if, if the Giants would have lost the way, oh. if that was my team and they lost the way they lost last night, I wouldn't be making fun of nobody right now, Devin Kane. <laughs> no, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed yeah. to get the way y'all got brutalized last night. The way y'all got <laughs> trounced on last have night. Doug on one side and Lust on the, on the yeah, other side. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Well done. By the way, quick uh, the, the finish off this story of the Jets and Cowboys. My wife, for my 50th birthday, she was able to get me tickets down to Jerry's World where the Cowboys play. Uh-huh. On my 50th birthday, December 19th, guess who they were playing? The, the Jets. New York, the New York Jets. Wow. On my 50th birthday. But do, but do you root for one another? I, nope. When they play each other, okay. I just want to see a good game. That's I good. I don't place one over the other. Even if one needs that game more than the other, nope. I just leave it alone. <laughs> whatever the result is going to be, it's whatever the end result is going to be. Randy in Arizona was always say holla to Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Rapid Randy, what you got, my friend? Hey, great show. Uh, let's pump the brakes on these Cowboys a little bit. The truth is told, this game, tur- this game turned on a bad snap, and the Giants, I'm not a Giant fan, they drove down to the red zone four or five first downs on the all-world defense, and all of a sudden,
sudden you get the bad snap, a blocked field goal for a touchdown. Giants go into their huddle and say, hey, what else could go wrong? Pick six. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Dak gets on the field with a 13-zip lead, and he's their Achilles heel, not the defense. And Dak didn't show me anything, or he didn't need to last night. And until he does, they're a great defense with the average offense. But, Randy, I would also tell you that's football, though, right? That That's a part of the game. Like, when you have those series of events – that don't go your way if you're the New York Giants. And before the snap was botched, it was Andrew Thomas with a false start penalty Absolutely. because you had third and two, I believe, at the eight-yard line. You're exactly right? right. Think about that. Third and two at the eight-yard line. You get a false start. Now you're third and seven. Then this, the snap is 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 uh, goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Then you get a blocked field goal. But it's not just that I'm focused on. I'm focusing on the first eight possessions for the Giants offense. When, which The first one was a blocked punt. Then you they go three and out on the next one. And then you got the interception for a touchdown. Another three and out, then an interception on the following drive, a missed field goal on the next one, a punt on the next one, a turnover on downs on the following. So right. offensively, outside of that first drive, nothing went right. And when I mean the first drive, before you know the craziness started to happen, nothing went right for the Giants offensively. Their leading receiver, Darren Waller, had, what, 36 yards last night? They 36 yards. Yep. Yeah. I'm Unbelievable. Yeah, but believe me, and as a Cowboys slash Jets fan, I always pump my brakes on the Cowboys. Because I know better. When you have the kind of PTSD that I have <laughs> since 1996, I'm glad they won 40 to nothing. I'm glad that that happened. But I know better because I know how the NFL can be and anything can happen with this organization in the Cowboys. Freddie, I love this offensive play. Remember C.D. Lamb's big catch? Yeah, when they right? busted so, coverage. So, so, yeah. so, so honestly, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't a busted coverage. Let me tell you mm-hmm. what happened. So that was a great job by Mike McCarthy being the play caller, understanding tendencies of Wink Martindale. Understanding that he's going to be in man coverage and try to bring pressure. So you bunch three receivers up to the right side of the field. Yeah. Dory Jackson's playing in the slot. And, yes, Chris Collinworth, he has played in the slot before. I played with him in Tennessee. That mm-hmm. wasn't his first time. Well <laughs> so what they did, the other two receivers did a great job of getting a picking the guy that was guarding C.D. Lamb, which was a Dory. And it was a three-man wheel concept, right, where C.D. Lamb goes on a wheel route and bubbles to the outside down the sideline, and then the Dory gets caught up in all the traffic. So it was a great play call by Mike McCarthy. Also, uh, for the Giants, you can't have two guys on the same level or communication has to be better. Hey, guys, uh, you know, in and out if if they pick us. You got to have communication, and that's very key in that moment. No doubt about that. By the way, Antoine Hill says, I respect your reasons, Freddie, for the teams you love. I'm like that Mississippi State and Notre Dame football. Antoine Hill, solidarity as far as that goes. With Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Cohen. Thanks for joining <laughs> us on Freddie and Harry. We have not seen love like this with the Miami Dolphins since Dan Marina was throwing the rock, but a potential rock could throw it all away for the Dolphins. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.